Ladies and gentlemen of Austin, Texas, this is Roster Watch, 104.9 The Horn, your one-stop shop for everything you need for your fantasy football season. On the Upper, de- on the upper Decks hotline, we have a very special guest from the Houston Chronicle, from the Sideline View, and perennial Houston Sports Radio All-Star. We're proud to bring for our first ever edition of Roster Watch, the one and only Lance Zerline. What's going on, man? Hey, what's going on, guys? How are you? Hey, Lance. Good morning, Lance. Hang, Thanks for joining hang, us, buddy. Yeah, Alex Lance. talking. He sounds tired. He must be. It was an early morning. Yeah. Early morning. I, it's, it's, watch it's the sun been, come up. It's been a long time since I've seen the crack at 8 a.m., Lance. I'll tell you what, man. So, so let's let's talk let's talk a little bit of Texans. Obviously, we're we're uh, a lot of fantasy players are, are are wondering about what's going on with Arian Foster. How bad the hamstring is? Is it something that's going to hamper him for the season? I know he's kind of tweeting pictures of his MRI. Uh, is that something? That, is that anything that's you know gotten him in the doghouse in any way? And it, it, do do you do you see him you know being ready to go for when the season starts for whenever fantasy owners are going to be needing that production? Well, I did get him in the doghouse with his coach a little bit, but it's something that, that, that the coach isn't, Gary Kubiak's not really talking about. It's not anything that's going to keep him, you know, it's not a doghouse that will, that will get him suspended or kept out of the lineup. Will he be ready for, uh, the, the first week? All signs point to yes, but that means that he'll get carries. Will he, will his hamstring be ready to take on I don't know, let's say uh, 15 to 20 touches. I don't know about that. I mean, a hamstring, this is already, he had a hamstring issue that kept him out of the first part of camp, a hamstring issue that, that pulled him out of the San Francisco game, which was game three of the preseason. It's hard for me to just sit here and say, yeah, you know, he'll be fine. Don't worry about it. Because hamstring injuries like groin injuries are are uh, injuries that can crop back up if you don't get proper rest. And, and I'm not sure that, that 15 days is the right amount to, to rest uh, and the right amount of treatment before you get get rid of that. I think uh, one of the doctors here in Houston who was on a radio show this week, he said that you know he kind of felt like that a hamstring injury that that looked the way that Arians looked on the MRI needed about 22 days, so about three weeks, and Arians going to give it just over two weeks. So we'll see how it affects him. I think the Texans, because they're pretty deep at running back, won't hesitate to give the ball to other backs. Derek Ward, Ben Tate, uh, Indianapolis doesn't stop the run very well. Houston ran it extremely uh, well against them last year in the first week of the season. So will Arian be okay? I think it depends on how the Texans use him this week. And, and really, if you're an owner of Arian Foster, and I have him in one league, uh, it's, it, it definitely has to be a big concern, especially for the first couple of weeks. So that in mind, would you say that you would go with, like for a backup, someone like a, a Derek Ward or a Ben Tate? Who's, who's yeah. the guy there? Yeah, that's a tough one because I think Derek Ward is the is the steadier, um, more consistent one. At least in Gary in Gary Kubiak's mind, he's the veteran. Uh, he can play on all three downs because you know he he can protect the passer on third down. But Ben Tate has more juice. Ben Tate is the guy who has more big playability. So I think what would happen is, unfortunately for owners of of Arian Foster, I think Gary Kubiak would probably split out those carries between Ben Tate and Derek Ward, which would really nullify a true handcuff situation. Well, we all know Kubiak's probably learned the ways of the running back by committee from his time under Shanahan in Denver. So (laughs) that that ought to make fantasy owners plenty, plenty nervous there. So your your gut feeling tells you you ought to be a little bit worried about Arian Foster for for the season, this being a, a lingering issue and that, we might need to keep an eye on that backup running back situation. 
Oh, absolutely. I think, you know, you obviously have to gamble on one or the other. Now, you may not draft one, but as far as a waiver wire, you're going to have to, you're going to have to pick one or the other. You're going to have to choose one or the other, or you're just going to have to go in a different direction and, and just have a deep bench and, and, and be ready to go with another running back other than whoever the Texans number two is. So I'm not sure that I would sit here and tell you that uh, a backup is, a, that a handcuff is a great situation for you because they're going to share, share carries. But the flip side of that is they should be able to run the ball fair. Really well, so it's almost like you just have to gamble one or the other. And if I had to pick one or the other, I would pick Ben Tate just because I think him. on first, yeah, I think on first and second down, he has a better potential for big plays. Well, he was their big. He he was a pretty high draft pick, and I know they say that guy's shown some real nice flashes. So that that right. that may be the best way to go with upside. Yeah. Well, speaking of uh, bona fide number twos on the Houston Texans, something fantasy owners have been really wondering for the last, I would say, three years is everybody's always looking to find out in that high powered offense who the real number two wide receiver is. And it, it seems like it's been real hard to get to to get that right the last couple of years. Can you give us any insight into that, Lance? Well, I mean, the true number two wide receiver is the tight end Owen Daniels. The same yeah. way that, you know, the same way that, that the number two in, in uh, San Diego is Antonio Gates, the number two in Kansas City for years. Actually, the number one was Tony Gonzalez. It's, uh, it's a situation where they the Texans, you know, it's kind of a common theme <laughs> where Gary shares the wealth, but Andre is clearly the number one, and the, the number two is Kevin Walter. The problem is uh, the reason he hangs on to a spot is because Gary sees, Gary Kubiak sees uh, Ed McCaffrey and Kevin Walter, a great blocker in the running game, a physical guy, willing to come down and crack down on defensive ends, uh, and then he'll make some tough catches down the field. He's not going to have high volume of catches, so for PPR leagues, he's not going to help you out, and he's not going to really score many touchdowns. The guy who is more explosive is is Jacoby Jones. Right, right. Uh, the problem with that, though, is Jacoby, A, has the drops, and B, the Texans, because Owen Daniels is uh, healthy this year and because they're using James Casey at fullback, they've got a lot more flexibility with their roster in terms of what they want to do. So I think you're going to see less and less three wide receiver sets, and I, you won't see any four wide receiver sets. You'll, you'll see them use tight ends for four wide receiver sets, and you'll see uh, more tight ends being used in the mix, and I don't think either one of those guys has the potential that, that would warrant putting them on your roster before the season started. I mean, don't even waste your time with it. Is, is Daniels all the way back from pre-knee injury? Oh yeah, he's back. At one point last year, I could see that, I could see that burst in his step, and then he hurt his uh, his hammy last year, and he was pretty much done for the year after that. But in camp and in preseason games, there's no question that he looks like the exact same Owen Daniels that we saw before the ACL injury. So I would have no. You know, the ACL injuries are, are kind of fluke injuries. There's nothing you can do about that uh, from a fantasy owner standpoint. But from from the standpoint of does he is he at 100% on his Madden power? Is his overall rating and overall health 100 on Madden? I would say yes. And that's going to be that's going to be yeah. great news to the ears of lots of Owen Daniels owners, lots of people who have their drafts this weekend. He's a guy to keep an eye on. He's a guy that you can target in the seventh, eighth round of standard 12 team standard 12 team leagues. Lance. Uh, uh, we don't want to keep you too long, but wanted to ask you one last question, and that is: is for on the on the defensive side of the ball, Houston has been a team along with the Lions this preseason that has been really impressing people with what they're doing defensively. Generally, the AFC South has been an easy division to run against. Do you see that changing a little bit in Houston this year? Are they going to toughen it up a little bit against the run when we're thinking about taking some of these other AFC South runners that are going to have to face them twice? 
Well, what they've done is they have, you know, if D'Amico Ryans is, is back to being healthy and then Brian Cushing is a guy who, you know, can play pretty physically inside, you added J.J. Watt um, to the to the defensive line, and, and that makes a huge difference. The, the Texans are not strong up the middle, um, but you can – you can game plan around that. I mean, you can stick linebackers in the A gaps. You can run blitz. There are different things you can slant JJ Watt inside, which they did uh, in Game Three. There are different things that Wade Phillips can do to strengthen themselves against the run. So, I think the Texans defense, to me, um, I, I actually got them in one auction league because I knew I could get them at minimum amount of money, and I needed to fill one spot, and I had a minimum amount of money left in this particular keeper auction, and I didn't feel bad about it. I've got the Texans. I believe it's a 13th or 14th ranked fantasy defense this year and and I think it will I think you'll see the division you know Jacksonville's going to have issues I think the Tennessee Titans will be up and down but I think the the, the Colts are obviously a, a huge weakness against the run and and strong against the pass as, as it pertains to fantasy with with sack numbers but I think the Texans will be a much more legitimate uh, defense this year and when you're starting your you know, when you're starting your quarterbacks, your running backs, your wide receivers, you'll have to think twice this year about the Texans. It's not just an automatic yes. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Roster Watch. Lance, thank you so much for coming on. This is Lance Zerline of the Houston Chronicle Thanks, of, of the Sideline View. Go check out all the content that he has there. Um, Lance, hopefully we can have you again or have, have you on again later on in the season to kind of, you know, talk, talk things over and, and, and see where the Texans are at as we kind of get along with this deal. 